0: After Things is brought to you by patreon.com weirdthings weird things. Thank you for supporting this show.
1: Hello and welcome to the After Things podcast. My name is Andrew Main. I'm joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy, ahoy. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. The elves are silent to everybody, That's just right. so you know. Yeah. Castillo. Not I, as silent as the elves. You can't even I, hear sure. them. They always what sneak they up do. on you. <laughs> I mentioned at the close of the last podcast, uh, my pick was Microman, which was this fictionalized account of the British microcomputing industry. and And one of the people they talked about was Clive Sinclair. And... Clive Sinclair, I wanted to talk about him uh, in this after things because I went in and wanted to do a deep dive. The guy who plays him does a great job, but it's a caricature. You watch a caricature of this guy in the show, and you get the idea that he's like very brilliant, also prone to tempers, and you know, you know, you know, assaulting you know his rivals with rolled up newspapers and beating them and stuff, and chaotic in a sense, of like trying to pursue this like electric vehicle, this electric car kind of thing that nobody really wanted, whatever. But he did do clever stuff. And to some people's like, oh, it's kind of a joke. The stuff falls apart. I'm like, no, like there was real engineering, real innovation there in the things that he did from his, his calculator watches and and making a hundred dollar PC yeah. in the 1980s. he and it was this they did one of the things I liked was because when he decided to make this, they have the scene of him sitting down at this desk looking at all these computing magazines and seeing how expensive computers are, and he's like, He wasn't really big into the pc idea but it's like oh these things could be neat and if people had these and they could learn to program like they they became used for games which wasn't really exciting for him but i watched some interviews the actual interviews of the real clive sinclair there is holding on to his tv you know because he thought everybody wanted to have a tiny tv and the interviewer uh, i think it was graham norton was kind of getting him a little bit of heat about like oh kind of like oh these things don't work out like well you you did this now you're building something else now you're doing it it's kind of like Clive handled it really well but kind of like digging him like, "Well, you tried to do this and you didn't do that. You 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 tried to do this and didn't maybe take off. Then you tried to do that." And Clive said something interesting, which maybe it's a justification. He's listening He says, "I, you know, my my job is to start things, to get thing people excited about something and start them. And then if they take off, that's great. I'm going to move on to the next thing." And so this is a guy that started made the first super low-cost electronic calculator that the Japanese then quickly got into that market and exploded. You know, first he built the first digital watch, built the first digital watch. The first the first personal computing device that cost, you know, under a hundred dollars. He built that with the with the time, you know, the Sinclair computer and this, you know. Um, and that is a I thought about that. That is a wonderful thing. He went and said, Hey, look, it can be done. The ability to manufacture these and build a big business around them wasn't there. And maybe personally, if you were an investor, it would have been frustrating. But for moving industries, I'm like, that's and I was thinking, like, how did that reflect on we think about stuff? Was, do, we, do we try to live up to other people's expectations? Like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a podcast. Like, oh, maybe you'll get 10,000 listeners. Well, maybe I just want 100 people. Well, yeah, I,
0: I think that, that there is a a difference. You know, somebody somebody in the, in, in the chat, I think, making, making a joke was saying, like, I, too, am awesome for not finishing my good ideas. And I want to unpack that for a second because he finished his good ideas. Now did he make a business on it is there the expectation that if you discover something if you create something that then it's only defined by its worth in terms of the business that you grow on top of it similarly if we're going to take the podcast example if you make a podcast for which is delighted is 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 to the delight of so many people uh, are you defined on the success of that by how much you can Pack in advertising. How much you can do sponsored content? How much you can sell your your podcast for and and put it on somebody else's feed? Like I I don't think so. I think that that there is a purity of uh of you know the the muscle that matters is having the idea and getting to the end of it. Uh, What you do beyond that in terms of making a living, in terms of dominating a market, there really is a a division of labor to that. And either you have the capacity and the passion to want to do it, or you can just kind of move on to the next thing. It's it's
2: a tough... Almost an ethical question, as far as your moral obligation to—if you have an awesome idea, are you obligated to stick with it and see it through? For, and if so, for how long? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, or for as long as it's of interest to you, or as long as you can afford to, or until you uh, finally acknowledge? You know, uh, uh, anyone who's been watching us for, you know, the last ten years has seen all three, four of us start many, many things. And mm-hmm. uh, some of them we're still doing. Um, and, and I, I, you know, in the case of doing after things, I derive an immense sense of, of, uh, I don't know, almost spiritual value from it. You know, I love, I love helping and speaking the truth of, of being an independent creative. Um, but from a financial perspective, uh, I, 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 I don't know, like at any given time, I, I, what, what is the greater obligation you, what you have to give to the world, what the world needs or, uh, your, your willingness to stick with something for, uh, I, at the expense of
1: starting something new. Well, you, you have to, I mean, all you have to please yourself. And yeah, he, he made, you know, they talked in this interview, he tried to launch the C5, the C5, you know, electric car. And you understand like, okay, it's one person fits in pedal. It's not a practical thing for anybody but he spent he spent like he, he the fortune he made on his computing he spent it all on this trying to make this thing a reality because he saw a problem he wanted and it was ridiculously cheap it was a ridiculously low cost thing to make because he wanted to solve a perceived problem in the world it wasn't oh i just want to make money he wanted to solve a perceived problem and i i admire the idea that this guy kept trying he made he did make a dent in the universe for sure because by what he did with the Sinclair computers, his other electronics firm, he taught people how to make things much more inexpensively. He made a thing and then he moved on. And I think that's, that's fine. He doesn't, some people aren't finishers. You know, some people are, hey, you can do this thing. Now that we know you can do it, people who are risk averse, who will never put the effort into even try it, will now try it. Electronics companies weren't going to try to make a $20 calculator because that seemed absurd. Yeah. People weren't going to try to make a under $500 PC because, oh, you just can't do it he did it and like oh well yeah now you can do it well and we've referenced the book many many times but this is a case of somebody
2: living the Peter Thiel book uh zero to one you know how many ideas went from zero to one and it didn't matter that it was commercially a failure failure or whatever you know as a proof of concept who knows how many people were inspired by all these things
1: yeah yeah and I think that you know you can apply that where you can you have to define your own idea for success and for Clive Sinclair looking back it is life. He's like, these didn't exist. I brought, I made these things this Now they're thing. yes. So my name's not on them anymore, but because I was there to bring that in. And then you could pick. you know, I love some of these YouTube channels that cover obscure topics. I'm, I'm wearing this, you know, the shirt for the Halix. You know, this was this neat documentary about this 1980s manufactured Disney band that had a very short lifespan. And that documentary, you know, the, the video, it got some views, but then it just sort of petered out. But I love the fact that somebody made that, and somebody made you know, and I think maybe they wanted to have more. They wished it to have. They were trying to define the success by outside external standards. But I'm like, you got me and thousands of other people to pay attention to this thing. That's a yeah. win. Yeah, you know, and there there might be a TikTok video that a million people watched yesterday. Nobody's going to remember it tomorrow. Yeah. But I bought the stupid shirt for this.
2: Uh, well, and, and uh, 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 number one, uh, 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 that channel is Defunct Land, which uh, uh, Andrew turned us on to, uh, which the, their latest video is excellent. It's like an hour and a half long, yeah. and it's just on lines at parks
0: and
1: nice.
2: why and how past evolved.
1: Well, and this was, this, the Halix was produced by, uh, Kevin Perger work let you know, produce it. I like what you're doing. I'll put you on my channel. Right. The guy who made it was a different entity, but yeah. So defunct was, was even the, t- even the spotlight defunct land brought to it. Yeah. was <laughs> enough to make this go critical. Like the, this documentary still only has 610,000 views and that line video you mentioned that was up on defunct land, uh, yesterday, it came up like two days ago or whatever, or a week ago, 1.6 million views. This, uh, well, and this and, is like,
2: and 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 there's some uh, some amount of, and this kind of comes into marketing where it's like you draw a Venn diagram. Uh, people who are interested in a manufactured Star Wars style 1970s band that uh, that was at Disneyland, you're going to draw a fairly small circle. People who have thoughts about lines at parks, you're going to draw a much bigger.
1: Uh, well, everybody I, never knew I, had, I never yeah. knew I had any interest in Hale or whatever it was. I gave it the chance to watch it. Correct, because, correct, yeah. correct.
2: And and it, and it is such a compelling story. Highly recommended. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I guess my point to say is like, yeah, and that might. But your point, like, yeah, like everybody think knows what a fast pass is and whatever, and you see a headline, other be like, eh. And I'm not. I'm just here to sort of argue the merits. Like, yeah, well, so I, this I, only got only got six hundred thousand views, but the people that watched it were like. This was amazing.
0: And this is really a double-edged sword, right? Because on one hand, from the creator's perspective, if you look at numbers and you compare them to other numbers, uh, then it's the fastest way to get depressed, right? right. It's the fastest way to, to understand, you know, indulge that element of your brain that's like, I'm bad, I'm, I'm this much quantifiably worse than these other people, and I don't like this other art. My art, I think, is better, but maybe I'm wrong. You can get yourself really, really twisted around. At the same time, you've never been able to reach and stay in touch with your audience in the way that you've been now. Uh, you've never been able to make a uh, uh, an audience that is, quote-unquote, only dozens, hundreds, thousands, right. uh, oh, as worthwhile as you can now. So, like, you know, but you, you really do just have to block out the the outside noise on on like like oh am i as good as blank whoever the blank is the the, the pewdie pies or mr beasts in terms of youtube or right uh, uh you know the the joe rogan's in in the podcast world or whatever your 800 pound gorilla is you'll always be able to torture yourself don't worry like right you know you'll always yeah. suck ass compared to da vinci like uh uh, uh, uh trust me there there will be ways that you can punch yourself what matters is what is my audience here for how am i engaging with them and if you even if you do want to pivot and go on to something else then then at least you have uh you you have you have that pathway in a way that you never really did before
2: uh you guys have both uh heard me make this metaphor before but for maybe somebody at home hasn't heard it but uh you know i think about uh Your job as a storyteller is to kind of um create and establish real estate in the mind of your audience and the metaphor the visual metaphor is if you picture a gravity well of a black hole um you know it's it's very very wide and circular at one level and it's very very deep and tiny at at another level Uh, uh, something like the Halix documentary doesn't reach many people, but those who it reaches, it reaches religious. It's powerful. Right. Whereas uh, if all you care about is numbers, then what you do is you type in how to fix a 1992 Jeep carburetor. Right. And you're going to have a very wide number, but ain't nobody going to buy a t-shirt that says, I love videos about fixing Jeep 1992 yeah. carburetors, you know,
0: yeah. this guy is a <laughs> fan of YouTube who likes to sure. fix 1992 Jeep carburetors and but, is Irish,
3: <laughs> but there's degrees to that as well. Like uh, uh, I, I saw um, uh, maybe it was a TikTok or a YouTube about a creator who like does similar types of videos of like, these are, uh, th- these are things that you would do around the house. These are all the little handyman things that you would probably need to know anyway, if you have owned a house and it's, I, I, my understanding is there's a little bit of character and a little bit of flair to it, and so this, this, this person has got a has got a little bit of a following because there's that person element. It's not just here's, you know, how to fix the, you know, a, a Chevy transmission 1976, right? It's not, it's not all very specific, uh, like I don't know spearfishing sort of targets. It's a little broader. There's more of a, um a principle or concept there of like, no, most everybody will need to learn how to unclog a toilet or how to fix a sink or basic stuff like that.
2: Sure. And uh, uh, likewise, I think um, you could do, you can and should do both. Uh, uh, You have the hook of what it is they came for and the lure of, What it is you can build over time, you know, like uh, uh, look at scam school, you know, scam school, you uh, quite literally launched. Nobody knew who Brian Brushwood was, but they were intrigued by the idea that across this border is a magical land where you can never pay for a drink again. Yeah. And they're like, go on. I'll listen. And it's only over time. That, you know, I guess what, almost a year later, we started doing like, well, what if we took out the magic part and it was just that guy and that guy had a friend and, you know, yeah. the, the rest writes itself. Um, but 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 uh, the important thing is that you start uh, that that initial nucleus, the nucleation point is, you know, what is the thing? They, whoever they is, want the unmet need in the universe is the way I think about it. And uh, back to Andrew's point, uh, who who had to run, uh, in the case of Sinclair, he's looking around for what are the unmet needs in the universe. There does not exist a tiny TV that can sit in the palm of your hand. Exactly.
0: And, Computers are too expensive. Correct. It, I can't buy a car. I I can't do this. Like, right. Yeah.
2: Uh, now now, whether or not uh, uh, you know you hang around long enough to eventually. You know, and some people don't want to be the personality, or or they don't they don't they don't care mm-hmm. if it goes. You know, it's like if it's if there's a need for it, then if, if 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 the vacuum is strong enough, if the 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 need of the universe is so great, you uh, you can just throw something out there, and by virtue of being first, you know, be uh, have it be uh, become successful. I don't know. Uh, th- that's the vibe I got from uh, what what little we were able to hear about uh, Sinclair.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, there's, um. There, there, I, I, I think there is interoperability between what we're talking about here and uh, roles outside of media, right? Like there, this, there, there is applications for this that's not making YouTube videos and podcasts.
2: Oh no, no, no. Well, like l- uh, let's take the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, like a Commodore sixty four or whatever, where it's like there is between the Sinclair for ninety nine dollars. Which was very very cheap and uh, 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 a lot of things it could not do, and uh, the Apple II at uh, over a thousand dollars, which could play video games or whatever. There was an unmet demand. There was an unmet niche. Uh, there was an unmet space uh, for a two hundred ninety nine dollar thing that could play games and yeah. could. Uh, uh you know it may take a while to uh, download off of a magnetic tape or whatever but you could play beachhead 2 and stuff and mm-hmm. had some rough voice synthesis and so on and so the commodore 64 whether or not you know in and in that case that was a case where it was the right price price point uh all the dads who had kids who wanted a program and couldn't afford an apple 2 but but knew that the sinclair was garbage
0: were able to hit that sweet spot
3: yeah uh yeah any any last thoughts on this uh Uh, Don't
0: be afraid to cut and run. If you are a creator, uh, sometimes like, uh, 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 all right, this is some real behind the scenes (laughs) stuff. Uh, uh, My advice to any and everybody, including people, including podcasters that you know, uh, uh, when they are feeling stressed and out of it, and they are having it take a toll on their lives, either physically or emotionally, my suggestion to them is quit a thing that you don't enjoy doing. The rest of your projects demand it. They will be better for the time that you have Mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to put into it. And I have never quit something and been like, damn, I really wish that I did it again. Like (laughs) I might miss, I might have good fond memories. Mm. I might say, you know, uh, have the idea that maybe I'll go back and do a little thing that reminds everybody of it or do a one-off or something like that. But boy- is it always a good decision? And when I stop doing a thing, do I pour more time and effort into other things? And I'm like, thumbs up. So uh, it, it sucks. And it sucks because there are great people that we have an awesome audience that'll still give me crap for not doing unfriend me and not doing one 900 wrestling and not doing the, the PX three newsletter. And, and it, it, it always the, I, if I ever did it again, it would be for those people because I care about you, but boy, is it never a bad idea That's in the funny. every time that I've done it well and, and and there there
2: is I don't like to think of things as zero sum games but sometimes it really is if you do one thing you're not doing another thing and uh uh as as deep 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 as my love for Dragon Con is uh I was year after year beginning to dread it because my experience it was hours and hours and hours of unplayed uh, of unpaid Effort for my top quality, most material and worrying and like, like everyone else was attending a party and I you was, were not I able to working do that the party yeah. for free, you know, exactly. Uh, and, and,
0: and, and also your show was like, you know, Saturday night. So it's not even like you can have a good time. Yeah. Like, you know, Thursday, Friday. Right. Then it's like pack up and yeah, go home. And, exactly. Yeah. If it was like Thursday, you show up, you did your show, and then you could hang out and just do the podcast, it'd be a different story. But right. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, and and uh, uh, per the zero-sum thing, uh, now it took a global pandemic to make it happen, but it was— uh, but it also took not being obligated to do Dragon con to allow us this year to do taom mm-hmm. and actually be the last minute replacement opening we were the opening grand stage show at a uh, at, at, at a, at a well-attended magic convention and and by all accounts we did very very well yeah and that is something that that couldn't have happened if 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 I had if, 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 for a bunch of different. Yeah, sure. If I, if mm-hmm.
0: I didn't
3: stop doing those things that you,
0: that I just listed, uh, there'd be no raise the dead. There'd be no world's greatest yep. con. Correct. Like, yeah. like it gave me the real estate to do that.
3: And you know, big, big projects and small, like, uh, you know, this, this was, I, I don't know. I haven't made a, made much of it. I've told people of this, but I haven't like made a, mm-hmm. a thing about it, but like I, over the past year or so don't, don't make music. Like, like this thing that I already wasn't doing the past few years. Yeah. Um, just having this, this, I don't know, just no, having the intention and holding on to it and saying, I'm not making music right now. Yeah. Instead of when, when are you going to get back to it? Just this hanging Chad of something I already wasn't doing. Yeah. But you need some of that intention to be like, I am losing the pressure. I'm losing the pressure from the absence of this thing. Right. Um, You know, or like trending lemon, like, uh, and you know, those things just kind of stopped, and they didn't have a big, a big fond farewell. Um, But it opens up the doors to other things, like marbles. I, I wouldn't be able to do the marbles stuff I'm doing now if I hadn't paired back doing trending lemon a a year or so ago. If I wasn't doing less streaming, which I'm, is a part of it. I'm not doing as much Twitch stuff anymore to make up for that time, Um, because I could. I mean, if I wanted to, I could just you know, pound my head against the pavement every day yeah. forever. But you have to have time where you're not doing that. You have to remember that you need to be not, you need to have time where you're not working. That, and it's very difficult. I find, well, I, I feel like I'm very action oriented. I, and,
0: I, I think, I think that there's, there's a question about work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I would like to just say, like, if you're only talking about your, your machine creative brain, right? Like that is, I always think of it as like, it is, it is like either the the, the machine or the franchise, like, but you have to protect it. You have to know when you are overworking it. You have to know when you are getting diminishing returns, when the product is is not what it should be or what it could be if you're not giving yourself the extra uh, oxygen to be like oh you want to know what i should be doing i should be expanding here i should be doing this this would be a way that we can make it easier if you're not giving yourself those moments and that's the time that you do need to cut back and i think that it's hard especially in the world of free content blogging podcasting
3: videos videos I mean, right wait i mean we were just talking about this the other way. we've probably made a hundred free modern rogue videos this year yeah we probably will at the end of this year but when you
0: when you're thinking about the effort that goes into that yeah. like uh, uh the regularity is the key right that's what that's what takes it to the next level is that every time that somebody wants it, it that, that you have a thing there for him or no yeah. it, 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 all i'm saying is it's hard to let go of that it, but, but boy, it, it, it is necessary and worth it.
2: Uh, just m- maybe as a button as we round the corner on this, um, there is uh, uh, a sneaky middle ground that uh, does exist. For example, uh, uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I no longer read two to three magic books per week and write new routines to be shot uh, so that every single episode of Scam Nation. The narrative is Hooray for Brian! He's a brilliant magician. Yeah. Instead, uh, we 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 have built a structure where we're able to bring in talented people from all over the country. Yeah. To come in and share their polished material. So it's it's still it's very close to the original pro- product, and, and it still has Brian Brushwood. But in terms of my time, yeah. My energy, uh, it's it it cuts out. Eighty percent of the of, of the time, energy, and effort that that uh, just for me personally used to have to go into that, uh, and 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 weirdly, we're starting. You know, now that the pandemic is uh, 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 seems don't to don't say it. Okay, don't say uh, it. You can't now, say Now, it. now that we've
3: can't possibly we, we, We've
2: it. had some guests. But we've been yes. able to have guests. You've had
0: guests. Yeah.
2: And uh, and those episodes are beginning to perform very well again, and uh, I'm really excited to see that continue. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, I had a thing. Oh, I had a thing. I, I kept talking. I mean, my one wish in. is, that, oh, wish oh, is um, that if
2: there was one magician that I could get on Scam Nation, it would be uh, the very talented Michael Kent. Uh, but uh, yeah. as far as I know, I can't get a hold of whoever books him. I can't get him down here, even though I would pay for the flight. Bryce, what yeah.
0: did you have to say? I lost Let's, it again. You lost it's it okay. again? It's yeah, all right. Uh, all right. But, all right. Um, well, we're wrapping up, so don't think of it. Wrapping up now. Oh, it's right. been it's,
3: vir- uh, it's, it's been after oh, Damn it! It's been after. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, it's gonna bug no me. No one knows. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.
3: <laughs>